Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi and welcome to the program Tawheed the Creation exploring the book The Big Bang The Amazing Human Body authored by Wala Salimani in the past uh, couple of programs or particularly in last week we looked at various aspects and characteristics of the earth and uh, tonight uh, we will be doing a little bit of a recap and then moving on to some very interesting aspects as well not only of the earth but just of the amazing creation that ensued from the big bang and uh, this event that uh, today scientists are still exploring as always in studio with me Buddha Salimani Buddha Salimani assalamu alaikum Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Muhammad Fasih and the listeners out there uh, Let me at the outset uh, just record my appreciation um, For the favorable comments uh, that I receive from some of the listeners uh, it, it, it makes it easier for us to speak on this side If we know that we are saying things to listeners that they understand and that they feel uh, are beneficial. Shukran for all of those comments. Shukran Kathir. And also, um, you might hear some hammers and some drills in the background. There's some construction going on. But nonetheless, we'll keep the program going. And uh, uh, we'll appreciate uh, the background sounds as well in the meantime. Uh, tonight, as I mentioned, but Asali, we're going to be doing a little bit of a recap. We covered a lot of ground in last week's program. And I think our minds were blown by just how amazing the Earth is. We've spent our entire life on Earth. We've never left this planet. But yet, there's so much to explore and expand and expound on as well and so tonight inshallah for those who did not tune in last week just a little bit of a recap around where we went shukran muhammad fasih so last week we spoke about the tilt of the earth around its axis a 23 degree tilt um, now why are we actually doing this why are we, are we actually uh, explaining um, things like uh, where we started off, the special features of, of the Earth? The atmosphere is very unique. The presence of running water, the tilt of the axis, uh, the tilt of the Earth around its axis. The reason why this was included in the book is to demonstrate the absolute unique quality or qualities of the planet Earth. Scientists in exploring the universe, and we must remember they can go millions and billions, trillions of kilometers outside of the Earth to look at what is going on. And they've not been able to detect anything out there in all of space that has all of these qualities special qualities that our small tiny planet earth has the kind of atmosphere that we have the presence of running water and a planet that is tilted around its axis it would perhaps have one of these things but not all three of it and most certainly the one thing that they've been looking for when they look out into space, they look for the presence of liquid 
or running water and they've not been able to detect that um, in all the uh, uh, research that they've done to date. Now, I think we touched on this last week when we spoke about the uniqueness of the Earth, talking about the fact that with all the planets in the solar system and uh, scientists are excluding um, Pluto from, from that list, but with all the planets in the solar system, with all the galaxies around us, we find that Earth seems to be the only place where the conditions are right for life, where life can be sustained, and the only place where not only human but plant life can thrive, um, which is just so amazing because it gives us an idea that, uh, subhanAllah, when this world was created, it was created so that human beings could live on this planet. Yeah, Muhammad Fasih, um, the existence coming into existence of the earth, the existence of human beings and everything else on earth, is not an accident. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his great all-knowing uh, knowledge knew exactly what Allah wanted to create it. And Allah designed things in such a way and it's for us to ponder on this that if you look at how the earth uh, developed from where we started, then one would almost say the chances of another planet like Earth would be one out of a hundred, one out of a thousand uh, to get a similar kind of planet out there. But it's not one even in a billion. Um, that's how unique our Earth is. Um, <laughs> so there's no question about Allah's hand being on the actual process so that it follows strictly the design and the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and nothing ever happens by chance. It happens because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has designed and willed it for to, to be and to behave in a particular way for its entire existence. The Voice of Bilisar Imani, this is the program, Tawheed and the Creation, exploring the book, The Big Bang, The Amazing Human Body, authored by Bilisar Imani. Uh, and when we come back after the break, what we'd like to do is just do a little bit of a summary. Um, from the start of this program up until where we are now, there have been various uh, aspects that uh, have been looked at regarding the Big Bang and the result of the Big Bang. And we've looked at the stars and the galaxy. So we'd like to go back. If you are tuning in for the first time, I think you'll find this beneficial. Just to give us a brief summary of what we've covered to get to the point where we are now and also for those who have been listening to just refresh our minds in terms of the scope of what has been covered inshallah but we'll do that when we come back after this break stay with us <laughs> Allah. 
Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi Welcome back to the program Talkheed and the Creation Exploring the book The Big Bang The Amazing Human Body Authored by Bada Sadi Mani And uh, before the break uh, We uh, did a bit of a recap Of last week's program But now we'd like to go back Even further And this is particularly For those who have tuned in For the first time And uh, uh, would like to know Exactly where we are In the program What exactly we have been covering As we look at this amazing universe And uh, We've been dealing with the first part of the book, so, so to speak, the Big Bang. Uh, later on, inshallah, we hopefully would like to get to the amazing human body. But for now, uh, dealing with those matters, and uh, we've uh, dealt in last week's program with the Earth and the characteristics of the Earth. But to go back a little bit further, and also to once again examine the purpose of the show, which is to build tawhid, uh, which is to increase our iman and uh, develop a sense of strong faith when we look at the heavens uh, as we are commanded to do inshallah so but asani where do we begin when we start to just look back over all the facts all the information and all the wonderful things that we've explored in this program i remember you asked the same question uh, uh when we were starting the program where do we begin and i'm going to give you the same answer <laughs> we begin at the beginning <laughs> the beginning of creation started when there was absolutely nothing nothing there was not a single thing in the universe there was no time there was no space there was no material there were no objects there was absolutely nothing and out of that nothingness Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed the universe to come into existence with the divine command kun be and the universe started from that particular point now it started from a single spark of very 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 intense energy it was intense both in 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 temperature and 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 in its compactness it was very dense this is confirmed by scientists. Now, the very first Quranic ayah that confirms this was, and, and, and I'm going to restate what the, 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 the ayah is, um, verse 2136, and I quote, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and Allah was then speaking to the unbelievers um, and I quote do they not realize that everything was united then we split them asunder so Allah confirms that everything started from one single point that single spark of energy now subhanallah subhanallah um, <laughs> that information in itself took scientists forever in fact, it was very, very recently that they discovered um, this information. And I think uh, for scientists, this concept was so groundbreaking because it, it helped them to marry various other scientific disciplines. Uh, they were able then to look at the universe in an entirely different light. And I think it was about as significant as finding out that the Earth wasn't flat. Yes. <laughs> yeah. For many years, people thought the Earth was flat. Uh, they thought if you if you go far enough 
uh, forward or backwards or to the sides that you'll fall off. I don't know into where or what, but they thought that the earth was flat and had uh, a point at which it would stop and you will fall down into some darkness or whatever. Now, the, the thing, the, the, the ayah um, that was even more profound and confirmed um, the first one, that everything came from a single point, which Allah speaks about, was even more groundbreaking for scientists because Allah spoke um, in the Quran in verse 51, 47, and I quote, Do they not know that we are indeed expanding the heavens with skillful hands? Scientists have discovered that the universe is not static. It's, it, it, it is not remaining as it is. It's in fact, as we speak, it's actually expanding, they say, at half the speed of light. And just to remind the listeners, speed of light is 300,000 kilometers per second. That's half the speed, 150,000 kilometers per second. Per second, the universe is growing larger and expanding in all directions. Now the Quran actually spoke about this. Now if we take that information alone, that said, if we take the reverse of expansion, uh, Muhammad Fasih, what's the reverse of expansion? We could say contraction. Contraction. Now if, if we say as we are expanding and we look the opposite of that, then it means where things are now, there was a point where it was closer together. It was contracting, contracting, contracting. And that actually confirmed the first point, the point that um, everything came from a single point. Uh, and that was a most amazing discovery for scientists. Uh, it confirmed that everything came from a single point, but also that the Quran could actually speak about it was even more amazing. I recall watching a documentary, I think it was in last week, looking at some of the facts of the Big Bang and how revolutionary this new idea was and um, the technology that allowed them to see further and further into the universe and all, all of those things. And one of the things that is so profound that stands out is, subhanAllah, this seems to be new facts uh, for scientists which they are building on all the time and making new discoveries and yet the Quran 1400 years ago revealed to Rasulullah uh, a, a prophet who was illiterate in the desert in a time where there was ignorance, in a time where there was jahiliya, in a time where people were worshipping idols so far from the sophisticated societies that one would say sometimes and here Rasulullah receives this revelation, pinpointing with pinpoint accuracy how magnificent this universe is. SubhanAllah. Muhammad Fasih, you must please forgive me because I'm saying this not only to you, I'm saying it because I want to correct something that I've heard even some of the ulama do. They do it regularly. Um, and I want to correct something small, but very profound. 
Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was not illiterate. Illiterate, and I'm not speaking to you now. Mm. I'm speaking to the listeners out there. Mm. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was non-literate. Mm. Did not receive formal education. But illiterate is used to describe ignorance. Mm. Not uh, not describing uh, that somebody didn't have access. Normally when you say to somebody you are Ill- illiterate, it means that you are ignorant. Mm. They might even have education, but they're illiterate. We must just guard against that. Mm. Uh, that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was non-literate, but probably the most, not probably, was by far the most intelligent person. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Miraj opened up knowledge to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that none ever before, after, or any other time in future will ever be given. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was given knowledge about the universe, about the 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 the, uh, the ghaib, and knowledge about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that none other is uh, was given or even capable of ever understanding. I hope you understand that I'm saying this Most more to our our, our <laughs> listeners uh, to correct an understanding um, and in fact, you've given me the opportunity to, to correct something uh, that I have detected. So whenever people say Rasulullah was illiterate, we must just correct them in a nice, polite manner and say Rasulullah was far from illiterate. He was non-literate, but uh, definitely not illiterate. I think that is such an important point, Bersadin. Uh, and, and, and again, let me reframe then and say that he was non-literate. Because we use the term illiterate so, um, should I say, so easily. And we tend to get a sense of losing the meaning of the word. And when applying it to Rasulullah, someone whom Allah subhanahu wa has endowed with knowledge that is beyond the status of an ordinary man, beyond the status of the most intelligent people of this dunya, Allah has opened up knowledge of that kind to Rasulullah So certainly to say that Rasulullah is illiterate Then is to say subhanAllah Something that is in the sense is a crime I would say So uh, definitely subhanAllah shukran for saying that And also I think that let us, let us change the term Then from uh, illiterate to non-literate To in, in a sense honor Rasulullah In the way that he deserves to be honored Shukran Yeah no shukran uh, Muhammad Rasheek um, Shukran for that we also then went on to explain there was this point when there was no time in the universe and there was no space. And we went through a process uh, of describing the appearance of that first spark of energy was when time started. Before that time did not exist and time will get to a point where it will cease to exist. And time is a very funny thing. Uh, even scientists find it difficult to describe because when we talk about time, we talk about our sense and perception of time on planet Earth where it has to do with uh, the Earth going around its axis uh, 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 once per day. Um, 
and around the sun uh, it orbits and that gives us a year. Uh, and that concept is something that one can only apply to the planet Earth. But we have the entire universe. Uh, so time is a very difficult thing and even scientists find it difficult. But we try to explain that that was the beginning of time. And we also try to explain how that single spark of very intense uh, energy converted from energy to matter and from matter how it actually developed into whatever we have today. And also, if we look at the concept of time, then human beings as we are, as we, as we exist, um, I don't know if it's possible for a human being to exist in a land or a space before time. And we also speak about the fact that time and space uh, kind of came into existence at the same time. Um, because even the processes of our bodies, from the time we wake up in the morning till the time we go to sleep, those processes happen at certain defined times. Now, if there was no time, if there was no space, how would we, number one, function in live alone space for a moment? If there was no time for everything, how would our bodies function in the way that it should function? How would we make sense of our universe? How would we make sense of our own space and our own environment? Yeah. Um when we talk, and I remember the time when we, we dealt with the question of time and space, um, it became very technical um, because these are not concepts that's easy for us to understand because our lives, our entire lives, are based on time and space. Time and space forms... Um, Time and space form an integral part of how human beings behave and live and function and exist on this planet. So without time and space as a means to describe things, it's almost impossible for a human being. One then could throw up all sorts of questions. If there was no time, um, then how... How does how can we understand that time and space never applies to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Um, you know, those are difficult concepts. I'm not going to go into all of that. We spent quite a bit of time. And in order to explain those concepts, um, it became very technical. And maybe if Allah uh, allows and time allows, inshallah, uh, we could perhaps go into some of that. But except to say... Time and space never applies to Allah. Time and space only applies to what Allah created. Now, when we look at uh, the concept then of light, I think that was a very interesting concept because uh, when we spoke about stars also, we spoke about light, ancient light, subhanAllah, which, which is so profound for me because we look at stars and we think of these heavenly bodies uh, that are hanging there in, in the sky. And yet, one of the things that we realize is that that light is, has been traveling for, for millions of years to travel to get to where we are. So when we start looking at that, we realize that light itself is not as static as we think it is. Uh, I go to the wall and I switch the light on and boom, there's light in the room. In actual fact, um, this concept of light in the broader scheme of this universe is really, really profound, and it plays a very, very key role. In fact, light is, in a sense, where everything started from. Um, that 
intense spark of energy was in fact light. Uh, Noor, we can say. Um, Noor, now Noor, we must not, and I think we made this point clear, light, when we say light is Noor, we cannot say that is the Noor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's Noor cannot be described. What we can say is that when Allah created the universe, the first point that started creation manifested, expressed itself in the form of light. And that light was a very intense type of energy which then converted to everything else that we have around that. That's the, the most simplest way I can describe it. That first form of very intense light converted to matter and we used Einstein's theory of um, uh, relativity where energy can convert to matter and matter can convert to energy, but energy cannot be destroyed. That's why the amount of energy that we have in the universe remains static. It cannot be increased, it cannot be decreased. It's one of the miracles that scientists have discovered that the same amount of energy that started the universe is the same amount of energy that's present in the universe today and will be present till the end of time. That same initial spark of energy, subhanAllah, uh, one, one, one can, uh, you know, you can fall off the chair. And, 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 and the, when I think about it, um, and maybe my concept might be a little bit, uh, a, a little bit uh, strange, but I would then say that Allah Spant has given the, 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 the universe its rizik. And yes. not, 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 not an iota, more or less, Allah has given it its rizik and its full potential, and that remains there, nothing can be taken away. Subhanallah, a great example. It's like rizik. You cannot add an iota to it, and you cannot subtract. Even if you don't want the rizik, <laughs> it will still come to you if Allah has defined it. Now, that doesn't mean you must go and do what you want. <laughs> but the, the question of the universe and its energy is, can be understood in the way that you've described it now, Muhammad Fasir. The voice of Bilisari this is the program Tawheed and the Creation, exploring the book The Big Bang, The Amazing Human Body and we've been touching on some of the things that uh, we have covered in the past couple of weeks. If you hear any sounds in the background, there's some construction going on, so some drills and some hammers but nonetheless we'll keep the program going uh, when we come back, we have more for you stay with us La hawla wa la quwwata illa Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi Welcome back to the program Tawheed in the Creation Exploring the book The Big Bang The Amazing Human Body Authored by Walasani Mani Before the break uh, We started uh, recapping the show Up until now Up until where we are And uh, um, we spoke about light As a primary source of energy And carry of information In the previous program And spoke about the profound nature of light Something that we take for granted And also a very important point to mention is that we said that we need to make a clear distinction between the nur of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
and what we look at nur in the physical world, in the physical realm, and that the, the nur of Allah can never be described to be the same as physical light that we can see with the naked eye. So, Brasadi, coming back to continuing on with what we've looked at, one of the things that I think was so amazing was the time we spent uh, examining atoms, these tiny, not even microscopic, beyond microscopic on the quantum level, these tiny, tiny building blocks of everything that we see, subhanAllah, and how that shapes our reality. Yeah, Muhammad Hasik, um <clears throat> I want to quote what Ibn Arabi said about atoms more than 900 years ago and the people who are watching Ertrol, the 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 the, the Turkish <laughs> series um, my family and friends in fact this series is causing a big problem in many homes because people can't wait to get back and watch it um, but Ibn Arabi was one of the great scholars in Tasawuf. Uh, he was referred to as Sheikh Al-Akbar uh, by people in Tasawuf. And he said, if the secret of the atoms becomes known, then the secrets of the entire visible and invisible worlds will be revealed. He could then with the knowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala endowed him um, make such a profound statement and as we examine what atoms really are and how they behave atoms without atoms there is absolutely nothing in the entire creation we will just have a cloud of dust and, and radiation and we will have absolutely nothing Atoms are those, the tiniest piece of matter that every single thing in the entire universe um, is created from. Um, whether it's the air, whether it is, we're not only talking about how stars and galaxies and planets and moons were formed, we're actually talking about every single thing um, human beings, plants, animals, plastic, metal, uh, when I say everything, everything, everything is created from atoms, the building blocks. We spent quite a bit of time trying to explain how atoms behave um, and the energy that's locked up in, in atoms and so on. And we're not going to repeat that because uh, it, it, some of it became actually quite technical, except to say that that initial energy from which everything started uh, at the point of the Big Bang, that transformed and changed into atoms. Atoms is the smallest pieces of matter, and from that small piece of matter, it became the building blocks to create every single thing in the entire universe from the galaxies and the stars to the sand and the water and the rain and people and plants. One of the other things that was very interesting is when we spoke about the potential power existing in each and every single atom. 
and the stability that we find in the earth in terms of how everything stays stable, how everything is held together. And then we look at the sun, where atoms are being torn apart and, apart and possibly stitched back together all the time, keeping this ball of gas uh, burning in the solar system, keeping the heat radiating towards the earth and ensuring that life photosynthesis all of these things happen on the earth just the fact that subhanallah allah subhanahu gave us these two extremes to look at the stability and the unity that we find on earth to keep things going and the volatility that we can look at in the heavens subhanallah yeah subhanallah muhammad fasikh the um, the um, the atoms uh, one can speak more about um, but the point that you are raising that there are in fact the entire universe is made up of atoms but when we went through that particular show we described how much potential energy exists in every single atom if we were to unleash and tap into that into the atoms in a single grain of sand, it would be enough. There's enough power locked up in, in every atom of that grain of sand to blow the entire planet Earth to smithereens. It will, it will annihilate and blow up this whole planet if the amount of energy that's locked up in an atom, yet Allah has created the stability to ensure that nothing happens unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills for it to happen. That was so amazing. The voice of Bidisani Mani, this is the program Tawheed and the Creation, uh, looking at the book The Big Bang, The Amazing Human Body, and uh, when we come back, we will continue our summary of the program thus far. Stay with us. Uh, do apologize for the sounds in the background, some drilling and some knocking going on due to the construction, but nonetheless, the program continues. لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Welcome back to the program Tawheed and the Creation, exploring the book The Big Bang, The Amazing Human Body, authored by Buddha Salimani. And uh, before the break, we explored the uh, idea of atoms uh, and uh, we just recapped some of the things that we spoke about in the previous program where we looked at this amazing, amazing, on a quantum level, this amazing thing that keeps the fabric of existence together that uh, basically makes up everything we can see feel and touch in this universe and also the fact that there's a stability on this earth in terms of the fact that atoms are in a state of rest but in the uh, galaxy in, in in the sky in, in in the universe we find volatility in suns and in stars where there are reactions taking place all the time yeah maybe just to mention one thing muhammad fasih and that is our sun our sun, which is our primary source of energy on the planet Earth, makes use of the atom. So it's stable in our environment, but the sun uses a nuclear reaction to create its energy. And that energy comes from the atoms. So uh, you're 100%. It's got two complete opposite states where it's in equilibrium, in a state of rest, uh, generally. But that same thing, 
from which everything else is created is also becomes the source of all the power that the sun generates and and also if I, if one looks at that certainly it's a sign for us that Allah Subhanahu wa shows us i could have made your world i could have made this planet that you live on volatile i could have made it in such a way that it would be unbearable for you to live that you would not even be able to exist or survive but yet Allah's has created cool shade Allah's created trees for us Allah's created cool winds Allah's has created rainy days Allah's created shade and rain and and, and the cooling on this the world a world that is green that is livable that we can travel on that we can find uh, safety in and yet all we need to do is to look towards the sun to see how we could all have been subhanallah yeah, subhanallah, Allah is so great. The, you know, when we, when we discuss the universe and we start seeing um, how many things fit into one another and how one thing can affect the other and that there is some power out there that keeps everything in that order must be one of the most profound things for us to reflect on and to recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we look for signs and, and, and look at the sun, we should look with different eyes and actually see how great Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really is to actually keep this planet and it's been going on not for days, not for years, for billions of years. The, 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 the temperature of the sun has been kept in a strict band for five billion years that's how old the sun is five billion years uh, maybe right at the beginning it went through an initial period but then it settled down um, and if the sun got too hot or too cold there would be no earth but Allah has kept that sun despite all the, the, the nuclear reactions from which it's drawing its energy Allah has kept that in a strict rigid band that keeps life sustainable on the planet Earth. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. And uh, we make uh, that uh, with this knowledge, with a sense of uh, understanding that we are acquiring, inshallah, that it will make us more appreciative of what Allah has created and that we would seek Allah's mercy and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pleasure even more so that uh, Allah subhanahu wa could not only give us more blessings but also endow us with a sense of consciousness around his creation inshallah i just want to to mention another small thing when we look out there um and we see the moon um as a sign the moon should not only be looked at as an object out in the night sky that reflects light and gives us light, reflected light, on a, on, on, on a dark uh, uh, night. The moon actually plays a crucial role um, and is responsible for the sea tides. Um, the high tide and the low tide is dependent on the moon. So, and the fishermen will tell you that. Um, the moon is so old or the moon is so young so they already know when it will be high tide and when it will be low tide and it's important for them to know how old the moon is but if we didn't have the moon just the moon then 
the impact of that would have been you wouldn't have had the, the waves that you have in the sea. And without the waves in the sea, the waves in the sea, uh, maybe if you go to the sea and you look see the waves, you see the power. And you marvel at that power, alhamdulillah, uh, you are already better than most people who just look at the sea and not marvel at the sea. But when you see the waves and you marvel at the power of that waves, also marvel at the moon, which has the effect. And that role of the waves, you will say, now, why is it moving in and out like that? It's got a whole lot of functions. One of it is to clean the sea. Um, it, it's got a, a, a cleansing uh, role, but it also has a role of spreading and carrying the nutrients and the oxygen to make both uh, the fish and the plant life possible, Spoiler. without which um, you would not have had that. Uh, so the waves are extremely important, and therefore the moon is extremely important. So when we look at the moon, we shouldn't just say, Moros Labarang. Look at the moon and see the important role that Allah has created for the moon and marvel at the one who designed the role of the moon. SubhanAllah. And with that, Bilisali, unfortunately, we've come to the end of this segment. But uh, definitely, inshallah, we'd like to perhaps continue this uh, recap in the next program before we get to the amazing human body, which I think is packed with signs, subhanAllah, about the greatness of Allah subhanahu and how Allah has created us. Uh, shukran so much for joining us, Bilisali, and uh, all the best uh, for the rest of the evening, inshallah. Shukran uh, Muhammad Fasih and uh, shukran to the radio station for offering me the opportunity to be part of the show and uh, shukran once again to all the listeners for their favorable uh, and constructive comments that they have given. Uh, I hope that Allah will give us the opportunity to get onto the next uh, uh, part of our program okay. which deals with the human body uh, which we hope will be equally uh, 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 interesting and enlightening inshallah inshallah i mean shukran so much and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh from myself muhammad fasih peterson to i speak to you again inshallah and buddy wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah and have a fantastic evening further la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah 